It's, it's late May, and we're here to just talk a little bit about uh, why we root the show that we're doing. I'm Eric Mack, by the way, and this is... Ned Doherty. Right, and we're, we're the, the show's creators. Ned is the visionary. We'll be talking about that a little bit more later. But uh, I think we just wanted to set down on tape here kind of an update of what's going on with the show. Uh, we started this a couple of months ago, and so far we've done two and a half mini documentary-style shows for podcasting and, and for radio. We've talked about uh, the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013 and what that meant for the Red Sox and their run to the World Series that year. Uh, we've talked about the uh, the Cleveland curse. Um, and we've also talked about the Final Four and uh, a couple of teams, Kansas and Villanova. And so, you know, we've been trying to bring these more in-depth looks at just kind of interesting aspects of, of sports and of being a fan. And we were doing that we were getting we were getting paid to do that actually. We were. For the first. It was a miracle. Right. And um so that money uh we learned recently has, has suddenly gone away along with the uh site that was giving it to us. Um and, and we're not naming names. I uh, yeah, I don't know if we're naming <laughs> names um but uh, it's pretty easy to to ascertain what we're talking about <laughs> from our from our feed, yeah. and and nothing against anyone. No, of course not. That. I mean, it was such a generous thing that they took a flyer on this idea, and they provided us with some seed money to to do the episodes the right way, and to not just start off and kind of dick around in your studio in this room and just kind of pretend that we knew what we were talking about. Cause that's not what we hope to do, but we are finding these really interesting human stories around the sports world that kind of define what sports are, but from our perspective, not right. the millionaires, not the billionaire owners, um, not the media perspective. And I think we were onto something. Yeah. And, and, and that's why we're still doing this uh, because uh, you know, we, we've produced basically two and a half, you know, kind of long form uh, episodes of the show. And and after only producing two and a half, we're, we're in the top 200 of uh, sports podcasts. We're killing in the US. it. We're killing so we it. Didn't, we didn't really want to just leave it there. Uh, so we're, we're thinking about, uh, we're looking for new sources of funding. We're probably setting up a Patreon account. Uh, so, so look for that. Um, but and, and we've got a few other um, we've got a few other long form documentary style things that we're in the middle of. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Uh, but maybe Ned, you should talk a little bit about kind of the vision for the show and what we're what we're setting out to do and why we started doing those like kind of documentary style things because this is kind of your baby. Yeah. So I had this idea a couple years ago, and there's a lot of angles that made it feel meaningful to me, one of which is being an East Coast guy and moving to Northern New Mexico and living in the mountains where you don't have a professional team around you and the 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 place you live in isn't defined by the team you root for. Uh, I definitely missed that about my hometown. Um, I remember in 2008, my second summer here, I guess my second fall, the Phillies won the World Series. The first people I called were my mom and my grandmother. And then my buddy, you know, just it was an endless number of calls that night. And it just makes a huge impact on who I am today that I'm a Philadelphian, that not that I'm from the city, but that's how I identify 
for the rest of the world. And then when people meet me and understand that, oh, I'm an Eagles fan or a Sixers fan, that automatically colors who I am in their mind. And I find that fascinating because I'm not the prototypical aggressive, negative, um, snowball at Santa fan. Um, we can bring that out in you, I think. Though. I'm sure of it. And I, and I, well, so here's the other thing about that is that I often default to that persona because it's easier to interact with somebody from New York or from Dallas. If you're talking football or Atlanta, um, if you're talking baseball or Pittsburgh, if you're talking hockey, it's easy to be that sort of like the guy who doesn't give a shit, who fuck you. I don't care about your city. Uh, you guys are yinzers if you're from Pittsburgh and that makes us better than you. Um, so we, as, as Americans, we rely on our sports teams to create our identity. And then the flip side of that is, well, I feel like I'm a pretty enlightened cat at this point. And the, the culture around sports fandom is fine if it was just like people investing their energy in something positive, but it's often not the case. Um, a lot of times we're rooting for people who have criminal records. Oftentimes that criminality takes place in their home against their spouses. If we're talking about male sports, uh, you could talk about wage, wage gap with the female soccer players who are borderline a dynasty in international soccer versus the men's soccer team. Um, so as, as many problems there are with sports, when we did that Boston episode, it really hit home that sports is a way to rally a city out of trauma. Um, oftentimes our trauma is built from our sports teams, if you think about Cleveland. Right. So it's just really fascinating. You can learn a lot about what it means to be an American, uh, what it means to be a person in the 21st century by how you pay attention to sports, how you don't pay attention to sports or wherever you are in between with that. Um, so it felt like a rich place to explore for this media platform through podcasts, through radio storytelling. Um, and so far I think we've got something real and that was from our financial backing. That was, that was great that they set us on that path to do it the way we did. Um, what, what, what about this project made you interested or made you want to get involved and join along? Um, so I think, you know, I, I grew up, uh, in Denver, uh, a sports fan, um, you know, through, through the eighties when the Broncos were kind of the only game in town. Uh, and then, you know, into the nineties when I'm, you know, graduating from high school and, and going off to college, I mean, things were really kind of heating up in so many ways in my town, uh, you know, economically, um, probably climate wise as well. Uh, but like in terms of sports, um, you know, the, the Broncos were finally winning a couple Super Bowl. the avalanche were in town and they were winning the Stanley cup. We had a relatively new, uh, baseball team in, uh, in, in the, in the Rockies and, uh, the nuggets had some good years in there. It was, I mean, it was becoming like a, a bona fide like sports town, like even more, I mean, it, it was kind of like an originally like original kind of blue collar town, but now it's like a real four sport, like hub of sports. Uh, and then uh, after college in 9-11, I, I kind of found myself in, in Alaska for, uh, for about uh, four years. And for whatever reason, maybe it was just my, uh, my, my righteous 20s also found myself um, like just completely turning my back on, on sports and fandom as a whole. I, I mean, I lost track of the Broncos, which I mean, they were 
football and the Broncos were everything to me during yeah, a certain that was number sacrilege, of, I'm sure, yeah. for a lot of your friends. And during family. a lot of my teenage years, I mean, football was just everything. Um, playing it, watching it, like spending way too much time with trading cards. Um, and then, so yeah, I kind of turned my back on it and even got pretty, pretty snooty and condescending about it. I was, it's uh, easy to do that. I mean, sports it, fandom is like totally irrational. It's kind of it's basic. It doesn't mean much. It, it, yeah, totally. Uh, it, it preys on our like carnal fantasies of like yeah. being more brutal than the other side. Sorry, keep going. No, no, I think that's that's exactly. Cool. So it's and, easy to critique it as a twenty-year-old, and well, and specifically like the early part of this century. I mean, what was going on with like nine eleven and the Iraq War, and I was working as a journalist at the time, and I was covering politics and and the war and climate change and all kinds of other stuff that seemed far more important. Mm. And I would you know go home to Denver and sometimes kind of turned down my nose and then uh, <laughs> oh you guys are still talking about football right i mean that, peasants that, i mean that that attitude i am embarrassed to say lasted for almost an entire decade yeah uh until i don't really i don't exactly know what it was i think a lot of it was moving back to um a larger town uh where i could actually get a tv signal and, right. and start you know start tuning into the broncos again and then having a kid uh and, and i think kind of uh, getting back in touch, in touch with my childhood a little bit. So, I mean, for me, it's actually kind of exploring that for myself. Like why, like why, why am I still drawn to this stuff? Like I, I actually, I literally completely got it out of my life for an entire decade. Yeah. And like it, they pulled me back. Right. And it's that TV. It's that, it's that damn TV drug. You put that IV in and you're done. And, and, I mean, and you get sucked back in. And the connection of, and it's your childhood, yeah. It's it's and the Broncos being back in the Super Bowl yeah. twice in the last three years. I mean, I was just completely right back, like it was 1986 again. Right. Uh, so, and I think with what we're talking about, we're we're trying to strike a chord between really diehard sports people, um, men and women, not just men. Um, but we don't want to gear this toward the fantasy sports side of it, nor the. Um, the daily transactions of players switching teams and batting averages or shooting percentages. Um, and we want to, we want to, so we want to captivate those types of fans, but we also want to catch people who um, are on the margins of sports society mm -hmm. and see it as something that's interesting. Or maybe like when world cup comes around every four years, they become a soccer fan or they like going to a baseball game once a year and, this is a, this might be something that ignites their fandom further, but, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I had, I, I'm a high school teacher and I had one student who gave me some feedback, which is really cool that he listened to it. I pandered to them and asked them to listen, but, uh, he, he did it and he was like, mister, you need to, you need to talk about more stats. <laughs> so if you're listening, Daniel, we're not going to do that, <laughs> but, uh, but I hope that it's captivating enough to talk about us. It's about us. It's about why we're, why we're still paying attention to something that in the long run doesn't matter, but in the short term matters to everyone who's paying attention so much. Right. Uh, and also I should say that ultimately probably part of the goal of this for me is to answer the question for my wife, to answer for her right. why we root, because I don't think she understands because I met her during my righteous oh, yeah. period and she's very baffled about what's gone on right. over the last three years. So I started getting into it again. Um, 
So, and, and for me, it's also about, uh, you know, I, I, I tell stories for a living. Uh, I'm still a journalist and a writer. Um, and there are really no better narratives and no better stories to tell than some of the, the stories that happen uh, in the world of sports. I mean, we've actually uh, stumbled onto a few uh, over the last month, and we're still working on cranking out some longer form, like more documentary style uh, episodes that'll be coming in the, the coming weeks and months, similar to our episode on the Boston Marathon and on Cleveland and Kansas and the Final Four as well. You can find all those in the uh, the podcast feed for Why We Root. But uh, coming up uh, about a week and a half ago, we, we spent some time with some um, indoor minor league football folks, um, some athletes, coaches, owners, fans with some really interesting stories um, that we're going to be telling, I think, more in-depth in the weeks and months to come. Yeah, I really can't wait to explore that and find out what that means, why those fans root, why those owners own, why those players still play. It was a really fascinating day. That was some cool... For me, I'm not a journalist, to be able to go down there and put a microphone in a player's face and be like, what are you doing here, man? You're playing on a really hard scrabble turf field in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. It was, it was pretty special. It was, I, I appreciated that day a lot. We met some like really, really cool athletes. We, in particular, this uh, group of four guys all grew up in the same small town in Mississippi, uh, all play football. Uh, and they all have made this journey together to this tiny, you know, minor league team in New Mexico. And some of them, have, one of them was shot in the back just yeah. a couple of years ago and has recovered. And we saw him, you know, uh, get two two interceptions or return a fumble for a touchdown. Yeah, and that those uh, guys, we heard from the coaches that those guys were like the emotional stalwarts of the team. Like they keep people in check. They they are the ones that are the sir and ma'am guys and they, they just own what it means to be a good person around that franchise, I guess we'll say. And, and that means so much to them as a minor league team that they have access to the fans and that these four Mississippi dudes are holding it down and being good people, um, as well as guys with dreams and bigger dreams than Rio Rancho, but, um, they're happily there. It was really cool to see that. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be uh, bringing you more of that story, a little more in depth. Uh, we've also, we're also working on, uh, a show having to do with the Kansas City Royals and uh, some of their fans. Yeah, I guess I did some uh, journalism work in Lawrence, Kansas. We're, right. we're trying to figure out the Final Four show. Uh, we, we picked Kansas to go all the way just because I was going to Lawrence and... The, we we should, make our pick. Yeah. Our <laughs> upcoming travel. Yeah, spring break for Taos <laughs> Municipal Schools. Um, so yeah, I got to talk to some people in Lawrence, Kansas, both about the Jayhawks, but then as a as a place, Kansas, Lawrence is 40 miles west of Kansas City. You know, this is flyover country for a lot of people that we don't understand what Kansas City is all about, perhaps. It's the, it's a cow town. It's rural. Um, it was a great, also a great story to investigate. And we talked to a um, fine young writer named uh, Robin Kilmer, who was going, she went to game five of the World Series last year against the Mets when the Royals won and clinched it. It was really cool to talk to her and find out what it was like to be a fan somewhere else in enemy territory when you're on the cusp of your first world championship since the 80s. That was pretty cool. So that's uh, that's a little bit of what's coming up. Uh, this has been kind of our explanatory episode. I guess we're like three episodes late kind of explaining what we're doing. Uh, but if you want to learn more, um, 
hit us up on Twitter. We're at Why We Root on Twitter, and we've also got a uh, Facebook page uh, worth looking for. Please subscribe on iTunes, give us a review, uh, do all that good stuff. Yeah, and uh, in, if you do have the moment to review us, uh, tell us why you root. Why do you pay attention to sports? And give us any leads that we may want to investigate further on. What should we be talking about with this show? Because uh, without without our uh, patrons at the moment, it's it's up in the air. We'd, we'd kind of follow any lead you got. Let us know. And one quick update before we go. Uh, the Patreon page is live now. You can go to patreon.com forward slash why we root. And that's the place where you can make a donation or a recurring pledge um, to support the show. Anything from a dollar on up. Um you can see the different levels there. Um, if you come in at, at our highest level, we'll actually even uh, interview you on the show about what it means to you to be a fan. And there's also opportunities to uh, get in on our newsletter and a bunch of interesting stuff that's going to be coming down the pike. Uh, but most of all, uh, supporting us through Patreon supports some projects we've got coming up. Uh, we're working on finishing the minor league football story that we just talked about, as well as putting together a trip to the Olympic Training Center in advance of the summer games in Rio. So those, those are all things that we're working on, and you can help make that happen by going, again, patreon.com forward slash why we root see what we're working on what we're all about and see some rewards that you can get for becoming a patron as well but we're not just going to be sitting around waiting for patrons to um, pony up the cash uh, in the meantime as we're working on those longer form shows we're going to keep things going by uh, working on a series of shorter episodes uh, we've already recorded them actually so in the coming coming days and weeks uh, we're going to be Posting some podcasts, just tackling some things that are happening in the sports world right now, from the NBA Finals to the ongoing controversy about the Washington football team's mascot name. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia 76ers and their ongoing process of building through the draft uh, and much more. So keep checking back on the feed, Why We Root on iTunes. We're going to be continuing to put out new stuff for you guys. Thanks for listening. For Ned Doherty, I'm Eric Mack.